Hello everyone, I'm Alex Majorana. And I'm Sydney Lynch. And this is Little Known Tracks. This week we talk to Mustard's human intern of On the Shelf. Mustard is a semi-sentient condiment that runs a publication featuring interviews with independent musicians all over the globe. Mustard and their intern, on top of talking about music, experiment with making their own music, working with other musicians to produce a variety of anti-capitalist bops. Over the course of 2023, Mustard interviewed 344 independent artists with a unique take on their music, name, and social media habits. They plan on continuing their style while adding a new late-night style talk show to their rotation of interviews and live streams. Without further ado, Mustard can be found anywhere by just some mustard. With us here today is Mustard's human intern of Music Shelf on Mustard. Thank you so much for being on with us tonight. Thank you for having me. I'm glad, glad Mustard was able to allocate uh, time in the schedule to, to have me be on here tonight. Thank you for having me. It really means a lot. So I think the first thing that we wanted to ask a little bit about was uh, reading. So we know that people can read uh we're we're a little bit curious about the the situation for mustard right and like their reading situation what is is it mostly nutritional facts is it books yeah it's it's mostly uh nutritional facts for sure because that's you know mustard uh at you know your local grocery store or big box store you know that they're just surrounded by nutritional facts and labels so Either they're primarily reading that or humans are reading them. Hopefully humans are reading the nutritional facts. Um, I myself is is a human with food allergies. So I've gotten into the habit of reading all nutritional facts and ingredients on on the labels. But yeah, so I'm trying my best to like read to mustard and see if they'll um, develop um the ability to do it themselves without my assistance um i personally am 
tackling uh, the Lord of the Rings books at the moment. So um, Mustard, um, you know, I'll mention like Bilbo or something to Mustard. And of course, you know, they're kind of, they're just, they're not really responding, but, you know, I can tell that they're curious about, about that little hobbit and their adventures. Um, so yeah, it's more, it's mostly nutritional facts, but we're trying to broaden the spectrum. Um, so it's more, more than just, uh, you know, standard food ingredients and additives and everything else that you can find. Now, I, I feel like Lord of the Rings is, is a pretty big jump from mm. what you're reading in a supermarket. So like, tell us about the, the process of that, where you're at and how you're enjoying it, how, how you think mustard is, is enjoying it. Uh, so I'm really enjoying it. I unfortunately during the Christmas season started not feeling so well. So I haven't been reading as much as I was when I first got the book. Uh, my, my plan was to read like a chapter or two a day. And you know, that was my goal. Um, I haven't gotten to it because I just physically, mentally haven't been there to allow myself to do that just yet. Uh, but I'm really enjoying it. The Hobbit is a book I've tried reading like on and off so many times. And for whatever reason, it just didn't just didn't click. But for whatever reason, now it's clicking with me I'm like, oh, yeah, this is really well written. I like the characters. I like the environments that they're putting us in. So I'm excited to see it develop um and then you know follow up with the lord of the rings books themselves so and then for mustard mustard you know is fascinated by all things humans and what they do and what they create um so you know i'll mention you know some of what they've done in their adventures and i think mustard kind of like yearns for that hopefully uh when we first met they were always um mentioning and feeling um and enjoying the idea of like shape-shifting when I brought that up to them like oh if you were to shape-shift into anything um you know mustard has always wanted to shape-shift into a human um of course there's so much going on in the world um right now and always mustard is like a little unsure if that's still what they want to do maybe they want to be a cute kitten instead um you know whatever um you know take it day by day is something I say a lot. Um, and, you know, mustard has no concept of days, really. They're, they're, they're a condiment, but I'm hope you know, I'm introducing them to the nine to five. Yeah. That feels like a, a really interesting way to kind of develop some ideas and come some like constructive ways of functioning as a, a condiment and like, what is basically a human's world at this point. How is mustard taking to the nine to five aspect of <laughs> the human so, work day? Uh, they, they feel like mustard, they feel like humans shouldn't be relegated to doing nine to fives their whole life because they, they, they're, they're stuck and it doesn't give them the opportunity to do as much as, you know, they would probably like, but mustard has learned. I'm still unpaid. Um, I got promoted recently <laughs> to to human intern. Still don't know the specifics of that. Um, but mustard has no concept of currency or money. Um, but they understand that it's important to humans, um, and you know they need jobs to pay off um, bills. And bills are really overwhelming to mustard, um, and I think to all of us really. 
Um, and uh, they, they get the concept of it, but they feel like it's kind of like outdated too. And, you know, maybe, maybe 32 hours or 38 hours, like some, you know, maybe there's room for change somewhere in there. Yeah. I think, you know, sometimes you need an outside perspective and if economy's where it comes from, so be it. Like others, others could be wiser, right? Yeah. Mustard has a point. Mustard has a point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, now one other thing that you uh, told us was mustard is interesting in learning new languages. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm curious about that because what is the primary language that mustard so does mustard speak? So mustard doesn't speak, but I speak on their behalf um, and a language that, um, so I'm a big fan of Japanese culture. Um, and I know one of the other things I told you was like, I watch professional wrestling, you know, despite trying to get out of it, it always steers me back in. Um, and I'm really big into Japanese wrestling, um, like New Japan professional wrestling is, is, you know, my favorite company, favorite promotion. And Japanese commentary is so exciting. You know, like you've never heard any Japanese commentary on a match. Even if you don't understand what they're saying, they just bring like so much life and energy to it that it, it, it elevates what's going on um, in the ring. And because of that, I've always wanted to try to learn uh, Japanese. And I've tried doing so like on and off, um, but I haven't been able to stick with it. Um, but mustard appreciates um, and is fascinated by other cultures as well. Um, and by learning another language, you know, we've been hoping to maybe reach out to um, other musicians from other countries that we haven't interviewed yet. Um, and, you know, do an email interview in that language if possible. So that way it's easier for the artist. You know, that's where our mind has been is to, um, you know, become bilingual or trilingual or whatever it may be um, and use that to hopefully our advantage for on the shelf and the music um, website so we can you know find a whole new batch of independent musicians that um, you know are trying to do their own thing as well that's an awesome goal to have yeah. um, and to be able to expand you know on the shelf so the it's already a worldwide you know uh publication as it is but to include more of uh that a new demographic would be really cool so tell us a little bit about how on the shelf got started so on the shelf so it all this whole thing wouldn't be possible without tiktok and god I, that's a sentence i wish i didn't have to say <laughs> uh but during the pandemic i i feel like every other human um you know made a tiktok account and um, something just came to, well, first I had met Mustard beforehand and Mustard wanted to learn more about humans. Um, so our account started off as a, like a novelty, funny, humorous um, account with this condiment trying to understand humans and do human things. Um, and then we started going into lives on TikTok and we came across this independent musician called Kai Ono, who's awesome. Um, and he was writing a song at the time in the live and I as human intern, um, I used to do like slam poetry and poetry and all that and he was trying to come up with rhymes and then I and Mustard, Mustard and I, we left some like rhymes in the comments 
And he was like, wait a second, like, what is this condiment? How does this condiment know how to rhyme? And it just completely took him aback. Um, and since then, you know, we've been communicating and, you know, uh, been talking ever since. Um, and then through that, I kind of was like, Mustard and I, we've always loved music. And um, we just started finding more independent musicians on that platform. And then the uh, now, I think the original members, I think it's defunct, unfortunately, but uh, North Carolina band, or is it North or South Carolina? I think it's North Carolina. Uh, Car Hop and I were communicating and they were like, I don't, they were gradually rising on the platform and we were talking privately and they said to Mustard and I, they're like, hey, you should make it like a website and expand on what you're doing through the comments um, some more. And then that's where Music Shelf came from. Um, and Music Shelf lasted for, I think, two years or so, or about two years. And then I suffered burnout um, because Mustard and I are workaholics. Um, and we just like sending out interviews. We do email interviews because it's, you know, it's easier for us. Um, and once we get in the rhythm, we're able to send out like three to maybe like four set of interviews in a day, depending on how our day job goes. Um, and then uh, it was just too much for, for, for us, took a break, went, took a little hiatus and then came back um, and then uh, transferred everything over to On The Shelf Now, which is on Substack, which is a really cool platform. Yeah, that's really cool that you were able to start that in such a like funky little way that really grew into uh, what is like kind of a community staple, I think, at this point. Um, on the shelf is just such a like, I feel like there's so much love around this <laughs> um, like platform and this condiment. Uh, so you guys have done a great job of kind of creating a community around music and um, just I'm, I'm taken aback by how much you guys do in terms of interviews. And like, obviously if you guys are doing email interviews, it's like, we get that, like the amount that you guys have put out that is like good content is like hard to do. <laughs> so I think, I think the question kind of is like, how do you go about formulating them and making sure that your questions and your um, kind of publication is still like really good with so, the the time constraints, I guess. So um, like I said, like I, I haven't been feeling well recently and there's like, I have, so the savior to all of this has been Google Spreadsheets. Once I started using Google Spreadsheets, I became so much more organized um, and also learning to schedule ahead. Uh, when I originally started Music Shelf, I was doing everything off of memory and just trying to remember like, oh, I got to send out questions for this. And I don't know how I did it. I don't know, really looking back, I don't know how I did it. Um, but if you read our interviews, you'll notice there's like a formula and structure to them. They're, they're all pretty much the same in terms of structure, but as Mustard and I have done this longer, we've tried to find new um, paths for interview questions. So let's say you, you know, little, uh, little Known Tracks posted something really funny on uh, Twitter that was just Twitter or threads or whatever 
it was or an Instagram caption that really doesn't go with anything, but you were just, you know, humoring yourselves that day. Muster and I will find that and we'll turn that into a question. Um, and we try to do our research. We don't like um, half-assing things, which is recently why I haven't sent out questions because uh, I don't want to half-ass it because I don't have the full mental energy to um, do it because, you know, I have a certain standard that I, Muster and I have a certain standard. Um, but yeah, so um, recently we've been using like Instagram captions. We'll go through your Instagram, see what the captions are, and we'll just ask you something random about one of your captions from like two, three years ago and turn either a question or a couple of questions out of that. Um, your YouTube channel, maybe you have like a really, what you maybe consider like an embarrassing like acting reel or demo reel, ask questions about that. Um, or read through your Spotify bio. Maybe there's like one little thing that really isn't anything but mustard so literal with some things, we'll ask about that. So just trying to look at everything and um, uh, I, we personally like starting off silly, starting off more silly to hopefully get the artist more comfortable and then um, we delve into the music stuff. And I know we do things maybe a little bit weird where a lot of interviews, you talk about the new stuff first, where we, I like mustard and I like to make a big picture and that usually is towards the end. Uh, but yeah, just looking through everything, doing research. Um, if an artist was on this podcast, for example, listen to the podcast, listen to the interview, pause it, write a question while I'm listening to it, you know, keep going and go back to it is, is our process. And then doing that multiple, multiple times over, um, potentially at my day job, once I'm caught up with everything that I'm doing there, um, and then working on getting them sent out is, is how we've been doing things. That is an in-depth process. I imagine if given the time and like space to do it, you guys would be on like Nardwar level of <laughs> just asking people the most obscure things that they <laughs> barely remember or even <laughs> functionally have a thought of. Uh, that is a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. A lot of work that you guys are putting into it. And the thought of somebody like going through my Instagram captions and asking me something from two years ago is so funny. To me to like have to recall whatever I was thinking back then. Um, so that's a really great way to get to know the artist. Um, how did you and Mustard develop that process? Was it just to get to know them on a personal level before the music or because you saw you guys saw something funny and just wanted to move forward with that? Uh, I think maybe a little bit of both. Um, well, thank you a lot for for the nod war. Um, uh, comparison and compliment. He, he is a goal of ours to figure out a way to interview somehow ourselves for On the Shelf this year. Don't know how it, it will happen, but we're determined um, Manifesting to figure it. out we'll a, it out there. Speaking it into <laughs> figure, existence. Figure out a way. Uh, Nardwar and Weird Al, those are like, and Carly Rae Jepsen, those are like my three, our three that we want to figure out a way to interview. Um, uh, but I myself, you know, I'm kind of a goofball um, and don't take myself too seriously. And that's kind of rubbed off on mustard. I think, I don't know when it was, but um, I just was like, well, no, just start looking at tweets or just start looking at threads. And 
they may they may not remember that they tweeted that or they threaded that um and then just turn that into a question um and a lot of the times we've noticed that it takes them off guard but in a good way they're like holy crap like you did your research but you know that's a great question so um there's that shock factor to it but not like a, we hope it's not like a negative shock factor um but we just you know we just like doing our research and um finding random little things and now when it comes to interviews um like re i sent out questions today and it's like a newer artist and there wasn't really much to them um so i used their last name for example and i built some questions just based off of their last name um and then went from there so i'm trying mustard and i are trying to be more strategic if like their spotify bio doesn't have much or they don't have any pk or anything like that so trying to work outside the box like we've been trying to do i feel like it's very obvious that you guys do that there was one recently uh i think that was like a day or two ago that came <laughs> out where it was literally just using the artist's name as like part of the question uh kid detective or something like that i think it was right oh oh uh the boy detective out of boy detective boy detective yeah. yeah and like stuff like that is just it's very so silly. Clever. It's yeah. And it's just such a good way to kind of like break the ice a little bit and get people mm -hmm. more comfortable with uh, the questions and with you and mustard. So mm -hmm. uh, yeah, props on y'all for that. Um, Thank you. Obviously you guys are very passionate about independent music. Mm -hmm. What, what was it that kind of sparked that for you? Obviously you had the, uh, poetry that you used to do, but like, mm -hmm. what is it that kind of got you guys into music to begin with? Uh, so Mustard and I, um, oh, I guess more so me as Mustard's human uh, intern, I've always been a big fan of independent hip hop. Um, and there is a label specifically out of Providence, Rhode Island called Strange Famous Records, um, founded by Sage Francis, who was like a pretty big name um, on the independent scene. And um, in my formative years, I was just like obsessed with Sage Francis. Um, I just thought like everything Sage was doing was just incredible. Um, and through that, I started checking out the rest of the, you know, the rest of the label, rest of the roster. Um, and one of the um, artists, uh, one of the artists, uh, Jared Paul, um, he also did poetry, but he also led this band called Prayers for Atheists, which I think unfortunately isn't a thing anymore. Um, and uh, while I was in college, I ended up booking Jared Paul for a couple poetry shows, which I didn't know what I was doing at the time. It just kind of happened. Um, and B. Dolan, who was also a part of Strange Famous. And I've just always had a love um, for the independent DIY scene. And that's since grown. Um, I used to be a music snob immediately um, now, like if you were to tell old me that majority of my vinyl would be like Carly Rae vinyls, I'd be like, no, no, that's not true. Um, but it, you know, it's, it's, it's the truth. Um, but yeah, there's, there's always been a love of independent, um, music and, and you know, it, it's all thanks to Strange Famous and it's now grown into that, um, doing music shelf and doing on the shelf has re-sparked my love of ska. Um, through like Bad Time Records and Scott Punk International um, 
actually the majority of the vinyl they own are, are ska. Um, and yeah, this has always been a love for independent music. I personally love the uh, mixture of vinyl that is Carly Rae Jepsen and ska. Yeah. <laughs> you mentioned, you said that you had booked uh, one of the artists while you were in college. Could you elaborate mm-hmm. on that? Was it for like a poetry show? Was it for like a concert of some sort? Uh, so that was for a poetry show and it's really weird and I'm still like um, taken aback by it but after that they had texted me and they're like hey you do you want to be an intern for me and you want to help me out and I was like okay so that's where I guess the intern stuff started originally <laughs> was uh, was with them um, and to be frank it was like the tedious work nobody wants to do um, back then it was like inputting dates into it's not live nation what, what what is it called reverb nation one one of those websites where you just input tour dates and stuff and you know doing that on facebook like the stuff understandably they didn't want to do um uh, but it was still a really cool experience and it was cool to build that connection with them because i was just completely taken aback by them um doing that but i think i like i do with mustard now i just sent an email saying hey um you know i'm a big fan uh, we got a you know big poetry scene here uh would you be interested in potentially coming out and i knew nothing about like logistics or any of that stuff so uh, of course i had to get that figured out and they were like yeah and i think i ended up booking them two times um one at the college i actually went to and then one at another college i also was doing some stuff at um so i don't know how it happened or how i pulled it off it just kind of just kind of fell into my lap. It just kind of happened, which um, is cool to think about. Yeah, I feel like those are the best kind of experiences that like mm-hmm. just happen to happen. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and they still work out really well. So when you saying you were interning there um, back when that you booked that show and then now intern being the human intern for Mustard, what kind mm-hmm. of experiences do you think from that previous experience has um, helped you and mustard in your progress in your work uh, today? Uh, I think not being afraid to reach out. I think um, when I was interning for, um, I think I'm allowed to say his name, Jared Paul, um, it was a lot, it was eventually going to be like reaching out to venues and uh, on his behalf and trying to get booked there. And honestly, I had no clue how to do that. Um, so I found that very overwhelming, but, um, and, you know, a little nerve wracking and despite doing 344 interviews last year, can even say that I, myself as mustard human intern is, are very much, uh, an introvert. Um, but through, through music and the indie music community, it's allowed mustard and I to, be a bit more extroverted and uh you know talk with others um but yeah definitely learning to be uh less afraid of reaching out um a lot of the interviews for both music shelf and on the shelf was mustard reaching out to the artist directly and that takes them by surprise as well as like what what yeah i'll do an interview with you um you know thank you for even considering um, but since Music Shelf and On the Shelf have grown now, um, it's changed a little bit 
they're, you know, I've had more artists reach out to me now. Um, and like for PR firms and labels and all those things. Um, but yeah, definitely just not being afraid and just, just going for it. No, that's super cool. And again, absolutely astounded by the amount of interviews. That's a crazy number. <laughs> yeah, with with that doesn't that doesn't include follow up interviews. That's just three hundred and forty four independent musicians in the two thousand twenty three. Not counting follow up or anything. So I probably did more than that, but I wasn't counting them on my spreadsheet. So that is literally almost an artist a day for a whole year. Yeah. Like that's crazy. That's amazing. Um now being surrounded by music and musicians, it seems that you've picked up a thing or two and have released some music in the past couple of years. So tell us a little <laughs> bit, tell us a little bit about uh some of the music that you guys have released. Yeah, so um, I, as Mustard's Human Intern, have, despite love and music, are not very music, uh, musically talented. Um, back in college, um, I was a theater minor, um, so I was always with the drama kids, and before rehearsals or a class, I would just go into one of the music rooms and just start, like, improvising raps and just silly things, um, which made no sense. I refused to edit or actually learn the process. Um, and I also hosted a radio show, which was kind of like a comedy bang bang type of deal with music um, was, was the gist of it. Um, but with the songs that came out recently, um, they all kind of have like an anti-capitalism uh, spin to them. We didn't do that intentionally. It just kind of happened. Um, but the first one uh, that we did, Hello, I Mustard, that was just, uh, myself um, as as Mustard and with Mustard just kind of messing around and introducing ourselves because Mustard has learned um, both from myself and Mustard's family. Um, it's important to be polite and to be kind and to introduce yourself in a nice way. So that's why we went with Hello, I'm Mustard. Um, and then Mustard Over Money and it is like a really like uh, anti-capitalist uh, song about you know, just walk out of the grocery store with money, with, with with mustard, you know, mustard will make you happy, you don't need money, um, and then mustard can be found anywhere, is, as the sound song sounds, is just naming off locations, really, of where mustard um, can be found, and with mustard over money, I ended up working with um, Hunter from 3AM, who has been on the show before, um, they did the, the, the beat, and the, the sounds and they just elevated it um, and then with um, mustard can be found in, mustard can be found everywhere I ended up working with uh, toilet rats based out of Minnesota which is if you don't listen to toilet rats definitely do it it's, it's an experience um, and that just kind of happened at random I, I mentioned to them like oh yeah I'm kind of I, I want to make a ska song at some point um, and then a day or two later, they had sent me something and I was like, oh, okay, I guess this is happening. Um, and that's kind of how the songs ended up growing into existence. Yeah, we love to see it. The foray into music uh, is definitely interesting. And I feel like there's a lot going on there. You might, you could say, <laughs> you could say you don't have it, but it feels like there's some, there's something going on there. 
maybe yeah like um, because of the independent musicians like i bought myself uh well honey mustard got me a saxophone a couple years ago and i've been wanting to try to learn the saxophone but i'm too self-critical of myself and i'm too hard on myself uh when it comes to practicing but eventually like i'm looking at it right now it's, it's there it's just a matter of picking it up um because we wanted to do like mustard jazz in the future whatever condiment jazz sounds like we wanted to give that a go listen i'm interested if, in here <laughs> if anyone could do it you would mustard got it yeah. for sure <laughs> um no i think the only i think one of the other things that we want to talk about a little bit was uh late night with some mustard which is something that you've been teasing a little bit talking a little bit about <laughs> um just like tell us a little bit about what what we're thinking for that so late night with just some mustard it's going to be um two separate things so it's going to be um interviews like how i usually do um but with this case i'm going to allow the musicians if they would like to record their answers so you can listen to the answers instead um and i'm working on trying to find an artist to do be like the in-house band so that way, when you open up the email, you can click on the, uh, the that first music, and that would be your introduction. Um, and then I'm also working on finding artists. Actually, I, I don't. I need to reach out to them, but I'm working on finding musicians to be the musical guest. So at the end of late night with just some mustard, um, there'll be a musical performance where they'll send me a. Uh, like a music video that they've done or something or a live performance that they've done. And I'll put that at the end of the email. Um, so it feels like a late night show. Um, but it's the first edition of it is pretty much all set to go. I just, I'm trying to get it to be complete. Um, so I reached out to somebody regarding the house music and our, the first special guest, I got the graphics all made. Um, it's just, need some tweaking i'm hoping to have it ready by some point in this month um if it doesn't end up coming in within the few weeks i'll save it for february um and then i'm also going to do a late night with just some mustard radio show um on friday nights we like to go live but next time we go live we're going to treat it as if we're hosting a radio show um and you know, we'll take guests and calls and that will just be the comments really. And then I'll play that. Um, but I'll, I'm going to try to do like a radio presenter thing is what I have in mind. So. So a lot of good content coming out yeah. from you and mustard, a lot of great music to be shared and excited to, for the late night, late night show. I think that'll be a really cool vibe. Uh, yes. Yeah. I, I hope I'm hoping to do it. Um, you know more but I think it's going to be more of like a special interview where it won't be a ton of episodes but I want to perfect the format and get it figured out so that's going to take a little bit more time compared to our usual interviews which also take a good amount of time as well but I just if I'm saying it's late night I want to make sure it reminds and feels like late night yeah again committing to the craft is really <laughs> is really um a part of it and i think we could all appreciate mm -hmm. that um definitely looking forward to late night looking forward to condiment jazz whenever <laughs> we get to hear it um sydney did you have any other questions for mustard's human intern 
So where can we find and follow Just Some Mustard online? So Just Some Mustard, um, so our primary source is, our primary social media is Instagram. That's where we post everything. Um, that's where we find new artists. Um, I've noticed as well doing this. Um, so let's say I interview somebody from Australia. It doesn't always happen, but a day or two later, another artist from Australia will reach out to me and be like, oh, hey, I have new music coming out. Would you be interested in doing something? And no matter the location, I've all, I've noticed that um, since doing this, that location uh, plays a really big role um, and it's kind of like uh, a guest in itself. So um, like last year, there was a ton of Australian artists that I interviewed just because it could just kind of happen to where they would see their friends being interviewed and then they would want to be interviewed. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, once again, uh, just some mustard, mustard's human intern. Thank you so <laughs> much for being on with us tonight. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you for having us. It means a lot. We really are grateful and appreciative to be here. Thank you for listening to Little Known Tracks. If you or a loved one want to be featured, send us an email at littleknowntrackspodcast at gmail.com. Also, feel free to follow us over on Twitter and Instagram at LKTPod for more information about the podcast when episodes come out and occasionally giveaways and things of that nature. Thank you again for listening. See you next week. Thank you.